Good morning, everyone. It is morning. It's morning here. Good evening uh, uh, across the ocean. If you're over there, then I know. So this morning's Dharma talk is titled "Don't Don't Explain." Is that what I said? Stop explaining. Stop explaining. That's good enough. Stop explaining. And of course, I have to qualify that. What I'm, there's something I'm getting at here, and I don't know what other title to use. Uh, but another one is less is better. Because anytime we tend to overcompensate for what we perceive is uh, lack of information, lack of uh, convincing, lack, 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 lack. Basically, this is just highly polished and stylized ignorance. It's a way of protecting yourself against the very deep nature of reality. As I say over and over again, don't believe anything I say, but you could consider it. You could look deeply into your own mind. This doesn't mean if you're getting ready to go somewhere and you should explain, perhaps, if you're living with someone, why you're going, where you're going. But I'm not saying that fundamentally don't, don't explain. I'm saying don't elaborate too much on anything, especially if it gets into some kind of abstraction that's more than just going to the store to pick up some groceries. If somebody starts to ask you about why you're doing anything, keep it minimal. Because then, even though you can't explain what you're doing, I'm old, as you know. I've been doing this a long time, longer probably than anybody here. You cannot explain what this is. If you start to explain, unless you're a Vasubandhu, and even he fell short. How did he fall short? He died. He should have stayed alive. Everyone, everyone falls short. Death. Death comes without warning. You're going to die. I'm going to die. What dies? The voice dies. The hearing dies. The smell, the taste, the touch, the thinking all dies. But it does not end anything. That's a misunderstanding. And this is why there's so much fear. This is why people live their lives out of fear of poverty, fear of fear of success, fear. And I'm sure you'll notice that um, people want to find out why you're doing stuff. Or the other one is why you're not doing stuff. Like, I would like to ask everyone here and everyone that's listening to me, why don't you go into prisons and volunteer your time? Why don't you? Tell me why. I think you're getting my point. I'm saying you can't. It's, causes and conditions should not be ignored. They should be included. Everything that is arising in your mind stream or in the apparent mind stream of someone else is delusion. Again. Consider it. And this kind of thing comes up over and over and over again. Because the, the root cause, ignorance, is what? Ignored. And we come up three or four or five, 16 stories up in the air. And then we try to solve all the causes and conditions and blaming and attribution is all in that area. No one looks deep. Few people do but not many. How the Buddha 2,500 years ago in the society that he was in, how he managed to distance himself from his father, his mother, from the community, from the kingdom, from being a prince, how he managed to do that is just astonishing. From the point of view of what? Doing something. From the point of view of explaining something. But from the point of view of, of dependent origination, no explanation needed. If you see what this is, 
Nothing is a mystery to you and nothing is explained. It is called not to. Not to is not just coming up with some really cool idea about things are not separate or or even saying uh, we're all one, which is a incredibly uh, naive, pompous and over bloated idea that ego has about we're all one. Just relax. We're all one, man. We're all in this together. You hear it all, all over the news. And if you can stand it, you can listen to MSNBC, CNN, and, and, every, and they won't just give you the news. They want to play background music to it. They don't want you to really know what's happening, even relatively, even on the third story, the 15th story about this cause, that cause, that cause, that, they're to blame, they're to blame, they're to blame. We got to do something about it. It's just, well, I'm not going to say it. You know what I would say if I were going to say it. And it would not be very fragrant. Train your mind. If you're listening to me, what, 15, 20 people are listening to me, I'm saying, concentrate on that, please. Please. Train your mind. You don't need me. You don't need anything else. If you understand what that is, sit down, hold still, and watch the confusion. Don't interfere with the confusion. This is what society does. It, it, it closes up, closes it up, closes it up, closes it up. It gets more and more confused. And then suddenly it notices there's confusion and it explodes against it. War and peace, war and peace, war and peace. Ignorance form, ignorance form, ignorance form. Picking and choosing, picking and choosing. They're right, they're wrong. They're right. Well, the Soto Zen is this, but the Tibetan Buddhists uh, attain, attain enlightenment in one lifetime. Just a bunch of advertisements. Painful to hear. It would be like me saying, you shouldn't do that, you should do this. How many times do I do that to anyone who's a, who comes and gives me permission to, they're, they're kind of disappointed that I don't tell them to do more. You know, so because I'm giving you permission to, to teach me, tell me what to do. And then I may or may not say, who do you think teaching is? You have your idea of teaching, is that you're waiting to see if Sokasan is going to start teaching in the way you think you should learn. Look at the whole education system. It's like the military. You do really well, you get credentials. You do really well, you get a degree. I have no degree. Probably should have gotten one. Life would have been a lot easier than working in a factory. I'm not against anybody who has degrees. Of course, you should have in the society we're in. We should have that so that what? So that when we say something, we don't have to explain. You've got a degree. That's like me. I'm wearing this, so I don't have to explain. What I say is, you should consider it. Don't believe it. So stop explaining. This doesn't mean be offensive to people and rude. This means what? Meet people where they're at in the confusion. You don't have to point out, by the way, you're really confused, in case you didn't have noticed. That's not going to help them. You might as well be pointing a gun at them in some kind of symbolic way. Respect people's confusion. Look out in the world, look on the news. People are not respecting each other. And they, of course they have justification because uh, in the case of uh, uh, black people, they haven't been respected for 400 years. Of course, that's going to build up, build up, build up, build up, and then it's going to explode. And it looks like it's exploding. It looks like it's not going to slow down for a while. Don't explain. Stop explaining. This doesn't mean don't, don't pay attention, don't look whatever arises in your mind stream as an explanation, but don't buy it, don't sell it, don't do anything with it. Write books, 
unless that's what you need to do. You'll know. You have to do it. If you have to do it, then it's dependently risen and it is choiceless. The only reason I say is don't do anything unless you have to is so it gives your particular karma, whatever that may be, a, t a time to actually look and see, should I do that? Should I do that? She's doing it. He's doing it. Jim's doing it. Mary's doing it. They're all wanting me to do that with them, but should I do that? And if I don't do that, what are they going to think? You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's all, it stinks. And, and why does it stink? Because it's just uh, on and on perpetuating the delusion instead of being radical and going to the source of the situation, which is ignorance, ignorance form, ignorance form. Avidya, samskaras, maharigpa, formations, formations. And, you know, the, those of you who are studying this have a little bit of an idea. If you're not studying it, then don't explain. Don't tell me why you're not explaining it or you're not studying it. And that also means don't explain to someone else. Don't explain to yourself. Explain nothing. Don't add. Stop it. And how do you stop it? You have to see that you're doing it. How do you see that you're doing it? Sit down, hold still, and watch the movement of your mind to object to this and agree with that. Happening all the time. How do I know? You know how I know it. I watch it all the time over here. I couldn't teach if I had somehow become some wonderful, knowledgeable sage who was going to dispense words of wisdom. Not interested. On the other hand, on the same hand, if you're ready to hear this, I'm ready to tell you, but I have no advertisements, no propaganda, other than to say, everyone is suffering. We could do something about that rather than try to stop the suffering. Let's look at it. Let's look at the confusion that starts at the root of the consciousness of the mind. The saying uh, coming out of a, a Yogacara tradition that everything is perception only. Before that understanding can arise, you may have to look deeply into that which keeps separating. You may have to look at the warfare, and that warfare may be the warfare uh, in your own mind stream. Don't stop it, warfare. Don't promote it, warfare. Don't shut down on it, look away from it, warfare. Very simple teachings that go back many years. The three poisons, passion, aggression, and ignorance. Be aware. Don't interfere. Don't accept. Don't give anybody any advice about anything. No propaganda. It may look to others, maybe thousands, maybe hundreds. You got a lot of friends. They're like, you're not doing what they're doing. So therefore, you're, if you're not for it, you're against it. I think, wasn't it George Bush that first said that? Well, you know. I don't have a degree, so I'd like to be able to remember that. And again, I'm not mocking that. I'm just saying it is a credential, not the intelligence. It's a credential. Just like this is this is a credential. Come and get me. Chazan, question. Chazan Bowing. Is there a difference between explaining and clarifying something? And I'm particularly thinking about if you're having a conversation with somebody and it seems like there's some sort of misunderstanding to try to clarify what you're seeing. Yes, that's called meeting. 
if I'm understanding you, that's called meeting somebody where they're, where they're at. But if you think you're right and they're wrong and you're trying to convince them that they should think the way you're thinking, then you're, you know, you're, as far as I'm concerned, I would never say this to you because it's up to you to see this. You're actually breaking your vow to be with all things. You might have to break that vow over and over and over again before you see what the vow actually is. Be with all things. That doesn't mean accept anything. I look like I'm accepting something. It doesn't mean, and it also doesn't mean that you should shut down on it and just not try to share with them anymore. You should meet it where it's at. And that's and, and for the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the narcissistic mind, the me, me, me mind that doesn't want to be right, it doesn't want to be wrong, it wants to always be right and be correct. It's going to be a challenge until you've seen through this solid being that looks like a person, that has some kind of personhood, that some kind of self-validating situation. Of the two, keep the principal witness. And who is that witness? Find out. It's not a it's not a being, it's not a person, it's not an individual, it's consciousness only. Yes. Can you clarify something without um, rejecting or ignoring the other possibilities? Yes, it's called uh, what is that called? I think it's called skillful means. Uh, it's the other it's the functioning aspect of wisdom. And it doesn't know it's doing anything. It's not looking for credit, it's not looking for blame e either direction. And it's not looking for, and this is an important one, it's not looking for a result. This is materialism. And it's uh, rampant. It's so rampant that it's, uh, it's tiring. But as the, the attorney said, <laughs> said this whole thing was tiring to him. I uh, can't remember the fellow's name. Chris was his first name. He also said he wasn't going to stop. He wasn't going to give up working with this difficult situation. I have a question over there. Um, just a comment from um, Junchu who said the Zoom, uh, this is 15 minutes ago, she said the sound is bad on Zoom on our end. I don't know, something's- can, uh, can all of you on the Zoom screen that I can see, can you hear me? Oh, now she says it's fine. Yes. <laughs> Do we have a bunch of thumbs up? Yes. So, I would watch uh, making that hitchhiking gesture. Otherwise, somebody will come and pick you up and think you want to ride, misinterpret you, drag you into their Uber, charge you, and take you to Honduras. Well, Shoka has a question. Let me guess what he's going to ask. Let's see. What would Shoka ask? That'd be a good name for a talk. <laughs> what would Shoka ask? I don't know. Go ahead. He asks, what is the difference between communication and explaining? Communication is listening and explaining is running your mouth. Simply put, don't produce. Produce out of what you see, not out of what you know. Do I have to yell that? Produce out of whatever is happening. Produce that. This is what, I, this is what I'm not talking. There's no one here talking, saying anything. If you see somebody over here, that's your mind. It's not the truth. It's your mind, which may show up as the truth. Contemplate that. So you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying there's, there aren't things moving back and forth in that area, but basically receive. Receive what's there so that if you do find that you're going along receiving and then you do find that it's time to produce, you it won't be a thought pattern that is generated behind that. Stop it. 
And how do you stop it? You have to see that you're doing it. You have to see that you keep interfering with everything based on wanting to survive. It's just it's part of being uh, the consciousness showing up in an animal, animal form, living form. Those need to be protected. We need to protect everyone equally. You could say equally. Equally wasn't even a word if you see what you need to do. You wouldn't say, well, we need to be very fair about this. It would just happen spontaneously out of each situation. It would fundamentally help people where they're at instead of, you know, like has happened recently, killing them based on you don't want to look bad. Maria Bellic, how to be skillful if we are asked to explain? So, Maria, it would depend on the situation. It's very situational. If someone say, for instance, if someone says, why, why, why are you a monk? I would depend on who it was, but I'd start out very simply by saying, I'm not really sure. And if they change the subject and say, well, got to get going, time to go and uh, put in my orders for good weather. Or if they say, well, I don't understand what you mean, then you could say, well, I, I want to I wanna be more clear about the difficulty I was having. I want to be more clear about that. And if we go further, then I might say, well, it's, it seems to be a good way to be able to dedicate myself to helping others insofar as I have their permission. So do it situationally, just less is better. And you could start out by saying, I'm not sure. Then if there's any intelligence happening there, which is the intelligence that receives, not produces, then they will say, what do you mean you're doing something without, without knowing what you're doing? You say, well, I kind of know, but it's just difficult to say. So, you know, a little bit of magnetism doesn't hurt there. See if there's really an interest. If there's no interest, you don't need to go into propaganda about how they should meditate and train their mind. That's none of your business. There isn't any your. Business is business, but there isn't any your business. The way it becomes your business is when you, when someone asks for your help, you look at the situation, and then you, you help. Or, or not. Or maybe you'll say, I can't help you with that. Questions are good. Please come or I'll keep talking. Kevin Bowling. Yes, Kevin. Earlier, Sokuzanyu said, don't explain even to yourself. Yes. Can, and yet, can, can you talk about how like self-reflection or contemplation or even insight might yeah. uh, color that? I'm ready. Okay, <laughs> tell me. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't do it. Don't do anything with it. If you, in the minute the, something arises uh, coming out of the alia, basically, if we use that model, coming out of some other dark space, call it the alia, call it the closet, call it uh, the attic, some other area, something starts to arise, do nothing with it. If it's coming, then you could receive it. But if it's coming, you have to receive something. But it's already coming in the front door. Don't do anything with it. What? Just observe. And then if your mind starts to develop ideas about that, I shouldn't be doing this. That's, that's incorrect. I need to do this. I need to stop doing that and doing this. Then listen to it. But don't add on a conclusion about what's arising and try to get rid of that negative feeling so that you can do something that's uh, right, either in your eyes, because of your conditioning or enculturation, or in your parents' eyes, or in your best friend's eyes. Very, very important. 
area. More question about that, uh, Kevin, if you want me to go further into that. Yes, well, more specifically in the relative moment, a lot of what's being, what what is happening in the culture is people of color and black people asking or demanding or inviting white people to look at their white privilege and quote unquote, unpack that or dismantle that. How, how can we, is, first of all, is it possible to dismantle white privilege? And then I'll ask another question. So I'm, I'm an old white man, so I'm, I'm already disqualified from any of that. So on the other hand, I, what I say, I teach, uh, my, my focus is on something else, is on going much, much deeper, way down into the basement and 15 feet under the basement floor and to the center of the earth. I'm not being fancy or romantic. I'm just saying we have to go very, very deep where, where, where we run out of knowledge, we run out of roadmaps, we run out, we run out, we run out in order to find the fundamental issue. So as meditators, if you're a student of mine, uh, then that's what I'm encouraging you to do, to find out fundamentally what the mistaken identity is, because that's the source of all this. You can you can fix things on the surface, but the 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 fundamental warfare will just go underground and pop up in another lifetime. And this is, you know, if I were to, this is a, a time when I, I can say something I can explain to you because you're students of mine, or at least while you're watching this, you are. But I can't explain this to someone who has no mind training. All I can do is listen and be reasonable and listen to what they say. And they say, well, so why don't you go? Why don't you come out and join us? You say, it just doesn't feel appropriate. And then they, if they want to interpret that into you being against them and supporting uh, um, the black, well, black lives don't matter or something, like, then that's up to them to do that. Of course, you don't support that. You may have been contemplating this uh, much a long time ago. I certainly was when I was a little boy. But why is it that my parents thought there was something wrong with people who had a different skin color? And so I was conditioned also. I, I am prejudiced. I can't help it. I was trained to do that. But it's, you can't get rid of prejudice. If you think you can, go ahead and get rid of it then. But you, what you can do is because of the conditioning, you can you can be aware of the prejudice so that prejudice doesn't overflow into your situation. So you hurt people or shut people out. So this so this whole trying to control things on the surface, uh, dependent origination. This is the way most people who don't have, have no mind training at all. This is the only way. I even know people with a lot of mind training who think there's only one way to fix this, and that's to march on whatever march for or against. And I would also say, yes, yes, that's probably what has to happen to, to get us to be more aware of what this is. But it's much more radical than that. It's not just repairing the surface, uh, repairing the, the powers that be, the blue uniforms, and, and make them go back into blue uniforms and not have uh, monster suits that are all black where you can't see their face. That's part of it. But it... But it just it's still more of the kind of a band-aid approach. Don't misunderstand. I'm not saying it could be a really great band-aid to not have those kinds of horrible things happen anymore. <clears throat> but there's more to it than that. It goes way, way back. There, there's don't believe a word I say, but I'm about to say something. I do not want you to believe this. You could consider it. You could reflect on why I would even say such a thing. 
but you're not separate from anybody. The separation comes out of fear, fear of not wanting something what different. Katie has a question. She uh, asks, I find that I add when I am extremely anxious. How do I not add when my anxiety is skyrocketing? Don't have to stop adding. I mean, say don't add, but I know you can't stop adding because I add. But if I say don't add, then your awareness is more likely to see the, the more subtle ways that you add on things. Something happens and you slip something under the door. I, I don't want to add too much, but just, you know, would you mind reading this preamble to the Constitution? So the addition is very subtle. So when I say don't add, don't do any math, then this brings the awareness, if you understand what I'm saying, brings the awareness to the production part of the mind. Adding, subtracting, dividing, doing, 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 doing this, doing this, based on what? Hidden hope and hidden fear. And and, and it is run by the that rotating wheel of passion, aggression, ignorance, passion, aggression. Bring awareness into that, which is not a person. And then it will still function relatively. It'll function in terms of cause and effect for a while until eventually one sees through the fundamental misunderstanding, which is that of belief in personhood or ego. There is no person. Michael Bowing. Yes. Could you talk about how we're not separate from the murderer? Yeah, you're the murderer. Bluntly put, you're not, you're, 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 you are that. You are that. That doesn't mean that you are, as a person, that Michael, uh, when someone is murdered over here, that Michael is somehow uh, to blame for that. I'm just saying you're responsible. That is the ability to respond. You're responsible for everything. Everything is is yours. If, if we begin to see that, which I don't know of any other way, I'm not saying there aren't 15 other ways. If we begin to see that through starting at the root, the fundamental issue is this each being being here thinking that they're a real being living in time and space this is a misunderstanding and if you see it it's so profound that you can't say anything about it because i even have students that don't understand what i'm saying a lot of them but that doesn't mean that they won't eventually if they continue to train their mind to see clearly you will not it does not result in a conclusion like oh we're all one very unlikely. It won't even result, result in a conclusion as we're not separate. That's just a teaching device. Even that's a lie. Every time I open my mouth, I lie. That's why I say don't believe a word I say. But I lie because I produce based on what I see, which is Buddha nature. But the, the, the causes and conditions that we see here, like this noise, we see this stick, this uh, altar top come together and it produces something else. This, this, and a noise. You can take that uh, to an infinite number of directions. But that very situation there goes everywhere. It goes back. You can't count how many years. It isn't even years it's so much. And it goes into the future at the same time. It's not separate. A way of talking about something that can't be described. Susan Olcott has a question. Certainly. 
is the emotion of hate in essence a form of spiritualism, meaning wanting the illusion of others to fully understand one's emotional response? Maybe a little bit. It's a self-centered kind of thing, of wanting control, of imputation that there's somebody who needs to stop that or somebody who needs to join that or something. They're not separate. And this is not easy. That's why I say don't explain, because if you try to, if you have an idea of what I'm saying, and you try to explain it to somebody, I'm, I don't know who's going to watch this, a few people. But this is specific to people who are training their mind. If you're just all wound up in your thought patterns about right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, and you're really proud of your thinking process and think you're kind of got a little bit ahead of everyone else, a little bit more intelligent than others, you kind of see more, more objective than other people. Subject, object, not to. Go ahead. She just has a further uh, part of the question. I meant the above emotional projection and seeking direct understanding of pain. Is it a form of spiritual materialism? I wouldn't say that it is directly, but if I understand your question, I, I would have to respond and say it could show up that way. Looking for the source of pain, which is not necessarily spiritual materialism. looking for the source of blank pain and wanting to blame somebody and then fix that, that's spiritual materialism. Thinking that you can get better. Thinking that you can no longer have any anger. Anna Maria Bowing. Yes. Observing this incident that happened to George Floyd, it seems to have, that incident seems to have triggered or set off an opposition to that um, and the appearance of all police reform and all of these things, all this movement yes. that is coming about. And um, I mean, I've heard you say before about just the concept of opposition and the do nothing or just observe. And I'm wondering if we hadn't had that video of what happened, it appears that this, uh, all this other movement and everything that wouldn't, wouldn't have happened. So I'm wondering, it does violence without opposition exhaust itself well conceptually uh it works that way but what happens is we we make assumptions about opposition we make assumptions about violence there are people who are very violent they don't they would be astonished if you thought they were violent there are also people who are extremely prejudiced who think they're not to think you're not prejudiced is prejudice if you're a human being, there, you cannot help but be in, a, in a opposition to something based on fear, hope, and all the other things that are going on. So it is about awareness as much as possible, not about becoming better or higher or more anything. Not that that couldn't happen, not that you wouldn't, if you begin to see the fundamental nature of this uh, 
labyrinth that we're all in called samsara, that you wouldn't start to function in a way that's what basically helpful. Try to do good. Try not to do harm. Try to be with all things. This does not mean agree with them. This does not mean a pacifist. You think I'm a pacifist? Come and attack me to find out how much pacifism is going on here. No position. I take no position. You could say, well, is not a position? I don't know. Ask Jordan Peterson. Ask Nietzsche. Ask some smart person. Anna Maria Bowing. Yes. We, we talked about at some point if I was, if I or you were, were standing there when this happened to George Floyd, that I may very well have launched in there, maybe gotten myself killed, but there's an opposition there. Yeah. That would maybe have felt necessary. So I guess I'm trying to understand also the permanent versus the temporary here. Um, I hear you. What's the question? It's getting too much of a labyrinth. I mean, I understand. Yeah. Welcome to my mind. <laughs> yeah. well, um, welcome to mine. The concept of warfare. Is the same is, as peace there? Is, I, I was going to ask you, is the concept of warfare devoid of warfare, of war, of opposition? Well, it's a concept, so it may, you know, may sit in the cookie jar and that's the end of it. So it's a concept. But using those concepts to try to control uh, war and peace, war and peace, to try to use any kind of opposition to get something else or to get some some side of the teeter-totter that works and the other side is all black and needs to stay down in the muck. It's just warfare and it's opposition and it it. it implies that uh, it reifies, it encourages uh, the basic misunderstanding that shows up on the spiritual path, that of duality, that there's two things. There are not two things anywhere. Everywhere you look, if you see this, everywhere you look, you don't see anything else. There is no elseness. doesn't mean you don't function as a person who still picks things up and sets things down, person who still eats, who still uh, laughs at jokes functions as a relative situation, but the fundamental understanding has transcended this world without leaving it. In other words, think about that, reflect on it a little bit, not too much. But if if non-duality is really the case, this is an astonishing situation. It is a completely sacred world and it's a miracle. And there there is no good, there is no evil. Those are intense misunderstandings based on ancient uh, tribes and, and compartmentalization and, and intense uh, um, uh, mafioso. We just bring that family together so we can control, we can overcome the infidels. What What is the appearance of violence that's coming from awareness. It's a projection and we fight with it. Just like in the thing that happened in the, 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 the fellow who was, uh, uh, um, was a name Brooks, Rashard, uh, Rashard, Ray, Ray, Rashard Brooks was killed by the police officer. You have it right there. We have the, 
they're building up and, and people with without any mind training. I'm not saying him. I'm not saying the police. I'm not saying I'm saying anybody without any mind training, without any kind of understanding that goes beyond or goes deeper than just the relative war and peace between individuals and between races and between. So to go in and, and try to get the laws changed, the structure, it's a problem of a, the structure. Yes, the, certainly part of it. But the fundamental nature of the human mind is what keeps causes us to erupt over and over and over again. So ask questions. The harder, the better. You know what I mean by that. I'm saying put me on the spot if you want to. Put yourself on the spot. Maybe my last, the, the way I framed the last question uh, was, was off. I meant violence that comes from awareness. So the simple form of awareness is I'm aware of this and, and I'm aware that he's doing this or this and I'm aware that that, that needs to be stopped. And, but I don't realize that I'm actually looking at my projection and I'm at war with my projection. You know, simply put, uh, uh, a black man is uh, scares me. That's why I became a cop. I'm just making stuff up here. I have no idea fundamentally. But then we go to war with ourselves as a projection. I do this. That's how I know about it. Have I gotten rid of anything? No. You don't have to get rid of anything. If you start trying to get rid and improve yourself, uh, you're going to be in something that looks like a straight line, but it's going to be a circle. You're going to eventually bite yourself right in the butt. It has to be done directly. To use a relative where it has to be, you have to do it directly. That won't take you out of the fear necessarily. It won't take you out of the tension. It won't take you out of your prejudice, but you might very well see how prejudiced you are, how much you're projecting on others. How is the Black Lives Matter movement versus the cops basically good? The way you're asking the question, everything is basically good. It's not that there isn't horrible violence. It's not that there isn't a, a suffering in the world and terror and fear. But we can't separate anything out and say, well, here's the bad things. We need to get rid of that. Uh, we need to go towards the good things. This is, a, this is the model of theism or other uh, spiritual paths that are not working with the mind in, in the way that uh, is taught by the Buddha or taught by our particular way of working with the mind. So it's basically good in that, that there's, it's just like, um, there's, a, there's no such thing as darkness. Darkness is not something. There's only light. And you can't know about light unless you look at the darkness, just using a very simple contrast, not trying to get into philosophy or psychology. But Eric says it in the sutras. The light and dark a metaphor goes back and forth. Sure. What is it about the fundamental nature of the human mind that causes us to erupt over and over again? Uh, ignoring. Ignoring that the ignorance that shows up as I'm somebody and this is something else. The fundamental ignoring. The ignoring of a complete open dimension. And it's been going on and on and on. So we have something like the model for that is the Ali of Ijnana, the storehouse consciousness 
which is not just uh, uh, not a lifetime, it's lifetimes. So here we are as a human form shows up, consciousness is here operating through the six sense fields, including the mind, and then that goes down. But consciousness uh, itself, the very nature of that is not uh, thought patterns and, and uh, some kind of organism. Wendy has a question. Wendy. What is the difference between explanation and description? Well, a description would be just describing something. And then explanation is there's some kind of a imputed misunderstanding or something, somebody or myself that needs correcting or needs modifying or it's too complicated. You don't get exactly what I'm saying. So I'm, let me explain this to you, uh, Wendy. Um, the way in which you're thinking is not actually the way in which I think you should think. The way I think you should think is the way I think, because I'm so very, very clear about everything. So if I could just get you to think more the way I think, then you could be part of my club. I'm being silly, but I'm saying we do that. We do that to our family members. We do it to, if we have any kind of tension with anybody, have you noticed? We start explaining to them. Don't do it. Don't sit, hold your seat, look at them. Make them drag it out of you. They will. Might not be comfortable. That's why I say, come and get me. I'm not saying come and attack me. I'm saying, come on, help me with this. I don't know. I don't know who I am or what I'm doing. And that's not a uh, some kind of accomplishment. It's just the truth. And it's the truth for you if you see it. If you see, there is no, there are no, there's no separate being anywhere. Okay, enough, enough tears. Yes. When something like this is coming up and you want to go march, you say, train your mind. I do. So how does meditation help us see our pragmatism? because you're you're turning from the world out there, which there's all kinds of ideas and speculations and philosophies and right and wrong and up and down, back and forth and all the whole uh, situation, you're turning the awareness back, to use a very de definite metaphor, back to see who is it that wants to, anything? Who is it that even desires in the first place? This is a realm of desire. Is there someone? Or is desire just self-existing? And the other thing I would say, since we're on this uh, topic over and over again, if you feel like you need to go and make signs that say Black Lives Matter, please do it. I'm not telling you otherwise. I'm just saying that you need to be the, the, the one who understands that needs to, I need to do that. And if you do, you get no correction from me, even if you're a, uh, you know, even if you're a student of mine, I'm not gonna say don't do that. I might say, how's that showing up for you? And you might say, I gotta do that. That's all I need to hear. When I hear, I, I need to do that. If I hear it and the, the, the and, and I, I can hear that you're you're sincere, you need to do that, then do it. I'm just saying that when other people come and pick at you because you're not doing what they're doing, based on their projections about who they think you are, who they think they are, what you think they think your relationship to them is, and what a lot of times people want. The way they get their own validation is they can convince other people to do it too. This happens with meditation all the time. It happened to me when I first started meditating. Oh my God, this is helping me so much. I got to tell everybody about it. Probably drove people crazy. Oh my God, meditate. You guys should meditate. You should probably meditate. 
and that lasted for a couple of years. Don't tell anybody to meditate. Mind your own business. Don't tell anybody to do anything particular. At the same time, if somebody, the whole movement of uh, Black Lives Matter is very important. The whole idea of the Me Too movement is very important. The whole idea of all the movements, and the, and that this there, this one is continuing continuing to keep going. I think it is a powerful statement. But everybody uh, to say that everybody needs to do that is it's just a misunderstanding, and it's a it's a, it's a it's a problem with that kind of a movement. Is that's the very energy that will flip it around so that it dies out, because it's about right and wrong, up and down, back and forth. That would be like me, not like it, but similar. What if I said everybody should go into prisons like I've been doing for 20 years and teach inmates? They say, well, I don't know how to meditate. Well, teach them how to weave baskets or teach them how to work on computers or how to study law. People should do what they need to do with their life, including the spiritual path. Mind your own business. Convert no one to Buddhism. Respect people's confusion and their their clarity. And there's no way you can know how clear someone is or how confused someone is because you don't really know how clear you are or confused you are. And you never will. Why? There is no one. There's no solid being. It's constantly, consciousness is constantly rotating and going this way and that way and this way and that way until it stops or until you see that nothing actually happened as his Holiness the 16th Karmapa said on his deathbed, nothing happens. That's an ultimate pointing at the mind. Nothing happens. If you think something happens, you'll go to war and peace. Kevin Bowing. Yes, Kevin. So, you mentioned going into prisons twice earlier. You said you asked us perhaps rhetorically why we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, in the four reminders, in the third of the four reminders, part of it says, and I'm reading this, not showing up because I don't have it memorized. Uh, I must abandon harmful deeds and always devote my time to virtuous actions. So as people on a spiritual path, it seems that there that is kind of tied up with relative, like, it is. Good goodness. Yes. How do we... Uh, embody or I don't know the word actualize this this view of devoting ourselves to virtuous actions yes. without f f falling into some prescription of, around what that's going to look like based on our it's very good partner. I'm ready to respond train your mind so that that awareness that is showing up as your mind can see your own self-deception, your own self-deception, and your actual intention for doing anything, and including doing good, and to including or not doing anything, so that you're very clear about your intention, not not just the why part of it, but just your intention that you're doing this because you want to be a person who is this kind of a person. It's a very subtle area. More about. More, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, then would the virtuous action be mind training? Yes. Yes, I sometimes say, if, if, if everybody would just do what I say, I mean, like the whole world, I would say, everybody should become monks and everybody should go into retreat immediately. 
what I would say. I'm being silly, but I'm just saying that without training the mind, then then the, the, we keep projecting our idea about what that is on it. So we don't see what it is. If you see what is in front of you, you see that it's, it's not someone else. It's not someone else. You're always looking at, your, looking at yourself, even if it's a person that you've never met before that is of a different race, uh, that you see, you see, you see it deeply. This doesn't mean that you also at the same time don't see the conditioned prejudice or whatever that you were trained with. And you see that that's, that's a misunderstanding that may show up too. And it may go away. And if it goes away and it comes back and you get frightened about it, then that means you have more work to do on the so-called self-centeredness that thinks there's a solid being afraid of our, of our prejudice. So therefore we become prejudiced about our prejudice. We could be, we ignore that there are certain areas that are trigger points. Don't get better necessarily based on relative truth. Become very, very clear about the nature of this. As far as I can see, that's what this is about. It's being clear about this, not getting over or under anything. But that, that reminder is a, is about looking at that, say, do good. So how does that, that's so open. There'd be lots of different ways. But be respectful of other people's uh, wish to for you to keep your damn distance. Some people are not ready. The causes and conditions are not ready for this person to suddenly become a meditator. Whereas someone else over here, the causes and conditions are such for that person, they come in and, you know, they might be interested in for uh, a year. Uh, and then they, then they stop, start to go a different direction. That is none of your business. It's not, it doesn't mean you failed at teaching them meditation. It just means that you are not what you thought you were. Kevin Bowing, how do we respect another person's ignorance when the way that that manifests is, uh, you know, puts my relative personhood at, at risk or or thrives on my subjugation? Yeah, I, I would say just go slow, be respectful. I mean, it's easy to be respectful of people. If you're clear about your own uh, difficulty and your own uh, abra the abrasive quality of someone, if I'm thinking, I think I'm talking about what you seem to be asking about someone else's kind of demand on you to do this or that you need to, you need to, you need to, you shouldn't, you should, you shouldn't. Uh, then as far as you can be polite to them. Don't, don't argue, but this is a, don't explain. Don't, don't, don't explain it. Oh, if they want to know more about that, then as I say, often make them drag it out of you. That doesn't mean drag it. It just means that they could ask you a question say, so I don't understand because, uh, I'm going to act a little bit here. Uh, so, Kevin, you know, you seem to be so such a kind, loving person. And yet this is all going on and there's a big movement. And yet you're staying home with your cats. I mean, don't, don't you feel guilty? And Depending on what, how, how that sounded, you might say, yeah, I, you know, a little bit, but I'm not sure uh, what I should do about it. Or, or you could, if it depends on the person, you could say, I'm just going to dedicate myself to training my own mind and my own ignorance so I don't, I don't make the world a worse place. That's probably not going to fly with anybody who's um, who's uh, uh, tearing down monuments. You know, they want you to come and help them tear down monuments. It's just, uh, it's not wrong. It's the, the thing builds up, builds up, builds up, and then the society just starts to bust apart in different places. And then 
and it spreads and it magnetizes people that what want to do something, want to have control. And not, right and wrong is just extra there. It's just uh, the hidden nature of consciousness that thinks there is someone who is right and there's somebody else who's wrong. And by golly, they need to pay the price. So with anyone who is coming to you, just less is better. Be polite to them. You could even say, I'm not sure, but I just, that's not something I, I want to do right now. I just don't want to do that. I support what they're doing, but I, I just can't go out and do that right now. You don't have to have any reason or excuse or anything, because if you do, they'll talk you out of it. You just get, say, here, here's the reasons I'm going to do this. Here's my explanation. Here, rip it apart and come back to me with your uh, your argument. And then you'll meet somebody who will probably make you feel so terrible and so guilty then, then you'll you'll be out there. You won't be a, a separate person. You won't be an individual. You'll be someone who's doing uh, what they want you to do so that they'll like you. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not accusing you of anything. No, no, I do know what you mean. And I guess the other piece of that is like when ignorance, uh, when, when I see another person's ignorance manifesting, say, is like homophobia, which, you know, I could take personally, as a as a queer person yeah. there's a lot of uh energy around like wanting to explain why they're wrong or justify or whatever so how do i respect someone's ignorance in in that sort of area is, is it maybe more just about like listening and then just getting out of there <laughs> <laughs> well that would be your style <laughs> i have an aries moon <laughs> yeah well, I have an Aries, so we should team up and we could change the world. So I, th I think, I think, and I, I do think some, I think just uh, meet it where it's at. It's so situational that each person and each, uh, even though they, uh, the same person you see talking to you twice would even be different there. The causes and conditions are extremely uh, precarious and delicate and, and also, uh, because of the shutting down part, tend to tend to promote further shutting down and further shutting down. So, insofar as you can, um, like I think we talked earlier about uh, uh, using the the, uh, the four karmas, uh, pacify pacify the situation. And, and this doesn't mean you have to be right and they're wrong, or they're really uh, you know to jump into any kind of right and wrong situation just makes it so much more difficult. It, just be respectful to them, be kind to them, even if they may not be treating you very respectfully because they're making demands that you need to do something else, that you're wrong, what you're doing. And I'm not saying that you have those kinds of friends, but you might. Thank you. Certainly, yes. Susan has another question, two of them actually. Is a sense <clears throat> of guilt a response or choice and acceptance of an apparent other's projection? So the the... The, the guilt did not come from the other person. The guilt is uh, is a, a deep uh, in your own, when I say your own, in the nature of consciousness as you experience it as your own. So the guilt is there. Uh, the guilt is the other side of guilt or, or shame uh, is pride. So the basic issue there is, is uh, you don't want to look bad. And this is ego. And, it, and you don't have to get rid of it. You just have to see that it is unreal. If, if you see that it's unreal, I'm not saying the guilt might not be there, the shame might not be there, the pride or the wish to look good might be there, but you, you won't buy any of them. 
you're no longer in the business for that kind of uh, malarkey. Not interested. You see the energy, seeing the energy, seeing the energy, seeing the energy, seeing the depth of, of maybe being able to meet it because you've met yourself where you're at. And you're not trying to fix anything. You just see that it's unreal. So therefore, you don't have to fix something that is unreal. You just have to realize that it's it's a dependently arisen. There's no self in the skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness. Do not add up to anything. That doesn't mean there isn't form. Uh, there isn't perception. It just means that there's no solid situation happening as an other or as an identity. When that's seen through, then you, you know you you're free. You're unthreatened by anything, even your own uh, the body mind collapsing. Not not interested. I'm not saying you're going to volunteer to go out and end your existence, but you're much more interested in the welfare of others. It just spontaneously shows up, and it's not because they're others, because they're they're yours, they're your family, they're your offspring, they're your onspring, they're spring, they're springing, springing forth. Things are springing forth like rabbits. And there isn't anything that isn't your responsibility, not just specific things. You need to come and do that. No, everything. And you can find that by facing a wall. Do I guarantee that? Nope. I don't guarantee anything. Maybe a total failure. Failure. Maybe you'll go to your grave or to the funeral pyre um, totally confused. Unlikely. Yes. I spend a lot of time listening to people who are intelligent teachers and scholars who have spent a lot of time studying how the mind in the universe works. All they are doing is explaining. It seems important to look at what they have to say. What is the difference between what they are doing and what you want me to stop doing? I don't want you to stop doing anything. You know, I do. I want you to stop not meditating. Stop not meditating. Take some of that time where you're listening to all the scholars and the, and the science, which is totally fascinating, fascinating material. I like to read about the arguments at the basis of, uh, of the form called uh, string theory myself. I'm interested. That's interesting to me. But it's just interesting. It's not the truth. And the truth is, is you sit down, hold still, look at the wall and see if you can find anybody. See if you can find a, uh, someone who likes this, doesn't like that. So that's what I would say. I would just say, simply put, just train your mind. It's, I don't object to all of that. I, I enjoy looking at uh, one of my favorite things is to look at time travel movies. Some of them are really, there's a one really interesting one right now called uh, Dark. Really good one. I think it's on Netflix really a completely different direction uh, of time travel than uh, some of it, like the H.G. Wells or something like that. Another question anywhere? So great. Yesterday, Ani, Ani said to me, I think I'm not caring as much what people think of me. Mm -hmm. And my question is, is caring about what people think of us or what's arising 
in our minds, caring about that, is that part of the vow to be with all things? Again, I come back to full circle. It's not about not caring so much as it's about awareness. So the caring may show up and the caring may go away, but we're no longer tallying anything up. Oh, I'm caring less. Oh, now I'm still, I'm more, because the self-centeredness will, will make mincemeat out of everything. That doesn't mean a pie. It will, it will do something with everything because it wants, and it will take failure. It will take success. It'll take in between, can't do anything, just a nobody who doesn't, never succeeds, never fails. It will take anything as a proof that there is somebody who is doing a certain thing, including not caring what anybody thinks. Uh, someone who's 14, 15 years old is going to go through uh, that kind of process in different ways, not caring and caring and, and elaborating on it. But it's not about any kind of conclusion. I don't care what people think. It's it's both and neither. It's uh, the guardian is fourfold negation and, and, it's, and it's crammed right down your throat. And then you realize, well, that seemed to be really difficult, but then I, I don't have a throat. So what was that? Find out. Find out. You can do this. If you're listening to me, sit down, hold still, watch what moves for as long as it moves. There's nothing to get to. There's nothing to leave. Yes. How do we work with explanation? For example, um, that is coming in our direction, yeah. even as a support, like um, the commentaries that we're reading on some of these uh, meaty verses that we're studying. It's all explanation, commentary, and footnotes on that. I know. What, what, are you, what are you asking me? So how can, it's, it's somebody else explaining, so how can we receive that in a way that's helpful? What do you mean by how would it feel if it were helpful? How would it feel? If it, is it if you don't understand it, is that not helpful? And if you do understand it, is that helpful? I don't know. Well, well what, do I tell, what do I say over and over again? You don't have to understand it, but you do. If you're a student of mine, you have to study it. I don't understand it. I'm not just being foolish. I, I don't understand in the way that, say, uh, Bill Walden explained to the way Dan Lusthaus. I don't understand. I can't think like that. And I have, don't have any interest in it either. But I know what those teachings that they're talking about are pointing to. I do understand something about that. So that's where I, that's where I'm, that's how I respond to this, how I respond to questions. So you don't have to understand. You may find to take that a little further, you may find that if you if you don't keep trying to figure it out or understand or grasp the concepts and you just study them, I think I've told somebody, um, it was either maybe it was Wendy, maybe it was Bobby or somebody. I just recently, you don't have to understand, you don't have to know what's being read. Just study it, just just read it, just study. It. It's the same thing we do with the Lankavatara Sutra. Anybody want to explain that to me? We've studied it four times, I think, or three. Tell me what it means. You follow what I'm saying. I'm just saying, just study it. Just study it. If you start to come to conclusions about it, then um, just keep a sense of humor about that. Anytime you conclude anything, I don't care what it is. And please, if any of you disagree with me, um, then perhaps I'm wrong. Michael Bowen, is there something to the idea that I'm going to be tested on this. 
Yeah, well, you know, this is I'm uh, endeavoring not by some kind of a goal I have or anything, but I, I don't want to be trained uh, the way I was not trained. I don't want to be trained that way. I, I, the way I was trained, not only in high school or primary school or, or uh, college or any of that, uh, or or even uh, the way I was trained uh, in the, by Trump Rinpoche and his uh, students. Not interested in that. That's a conventional way of training. Training and testing. Training and testing. It's a, it, it just destroys the whole. It, what it does is it's not respectful to each person's way of learning. It's disrespectful. So people have to learn. If, I, if they're going to learn, they need to learn through their own causes and conditions, which can, which for one person, extremely watery kind of person, not just using astrology, but incredibly intuitive person who does not click into conceptual things that some other person who's very conceptual does. And those are only, even in Buddhism, I think there's five different families. And, and beyond that, there are probably countless numbers of ways of working with the mind. And so to say, well, you have to be, you're going to be tested. You have to explain uh, uh, what Nagarjuna's fourfold negation is. Not a good idea to do that. That just causes a person to abandon the awareness and climb uh, like a monkey into their, their tree house and try to figure out which bananas are ripe and which bananas aren't. Kind of a silly metaphor, but it's that kind of a, to actually abandon the very realization we, that we are all endeavoring to understand, which is a, the Buddha's uh, Dharma. Everything is dependently arisen. At the same time, it's completely separated all over the place. It's an incredible display. So then our practice is not a training. Yes, it's training. It's it's training. It's training to slowly be genuine and stop buying into your conditioning. So don't buy and sell anything. It's a, it's there's no merchandising mentality going on. Trading this for that and this for that. Some, there's got to be some of it. We still have to eat and sleep and function as a three-dimensional entity. That's why we're in this uh, schoolhouse called earth so it has to be some of that but the idea is you know your graduation is your death if you fear death that's like you want you want to stay in school yeah because you're not really studying in the school you're trying to get money yes so she asks does explanation promote a position yeah you defend what you're doing. Well, the reason I'm doing this is because blah, blah, blah. The reason I can't do what you're doing is because what you're doing is this or this. So, yes, you don't need a position. The position you will have uh, is, uh, is dependently arisen. You're born because of your mom and dad. You came here and they named you and they spanked you and tortured you or whatever they did to you. And, and you know, if you were lucky, you didn't have any brothers and sisters that you could murder. <laughs> I'm being silly, but I'm just saying we, we didn't do this. There's no, the, the very being that we think we are, the ego mind, that did not do this. But we, when we get into it, we try to look for levers and controls and advantage and how can we get ahead? And education is set up that way as an intense competition, just like sports. It's not that people shouldn't play football or basketball or have sports, of course, but the intense competition around that 
um, just continues to support the polarity of some people are better than others. Misunderstanding. Okay, thank you very much. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. The ten directions, the three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, Urei, Prashya, Paramita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions and the Three Times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering in Bodhisattva.